Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome back to part two of episode 235. Uh, this is our NFC over-unders. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed those AFC over-unders, but uh, we're, we're back here for NFC. All right, moving on to the NFC, starting with the NFC East. So uh, is this my division again, right? Uh, no. No. Okay. <laughs> we, we, we took a break. <laughs> yeah, we, we uh, you know, it's... This is going to be one of the, it's been long, so I mean, I had to use the bathroom, Andy, refills of beverages. Yeah, and the whiskey's and kicking in now. The whiskey's kicking in. My White Claw's a little bit kicking in. Not as strong as the whiskey, but. So our AFC picks are going to be great. But yeah. Now, these will still be good picks, I think. Uh, this is the NFC now. We're, we're at right? the NFC East. Yeah. NFC East. So I guess I get to go first, huh? Uh, the worst division in sports last year, below 500 won the division, probably, Washington. So Probably going to be the worst this year, too. But, all right, so I guess I'll start. We got the Washington football team. Seven wins last year, which, like Andy just said, won the division. Over under eight and a half this year. I have one question. Who's their quarterback again? I don't even know. Fitzpatrick. Oh, Fitzmagic. So, I'm actually going to go. They have a solid running back, though, don't they? I forget his name. Gibson. Gibson, yeah. Thing is with this is that Fitzpatrick just makes stuff happen. And, you know, they have a good receiver with McLaurin. That defense is actually, I think if I saw it correctly, it's ranked like Samuel, who's really number, that defense is ranked number two. And honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a limb here and I'm going to say over because I think a, a good defense can actually find its way to win five or six games in this division because you've got the Eagles that I just don't believe in. And then, you know, there's Giants and Cowboys, but uh, a good defense, I think, can cause some trouble to these quarterbacks in this division and these offenses. And I think uh, Washington can find themselves easily going nine and eight, but I think, I think they can go 10 and seven. I don't see why not. I think Washington has a lot of talent. My concern is that Fitzpatrick seems to only work in situations where it's like he's coming in off the bench or something when you least expect it. Yeah. I think giving him starting job will lead to like some really bad play. Uh, although, I mean, remember last year that uh, Heineke was the guy who started that playoff game? Yeah, and he, he gave the he was, Super Bowl champs a, a run. He was better than you would think. Um, but, yeah, I, I do still love that defense. Chase Young uh, might be the most fun defensive player to watch. Yeah, I, I like, forgot about Chase Young. Yeah, that defense, so I, I was looking at it. It said in fantasy ranking, they're top three. I mean, I think I saw that. They got all, like, have the Rams number one. I've seen some things that, like, the Steelers number two or something. And then I've seen the Washington football team number two. I've seen Steelers number one in some things. Yeah, I mean, Washington's building their team like the Niners have, which we'll get into. Uh, just defensive line first. Just they're always drafting defensive linemen. It just that, that helps. Yeah, uh, And it also helps when you get to draft number two and get Chase Young, who's the best defensive lineman prospect in 20 years or something. Um, all right. Well, I'm still going under because of Fitzpatrick. I, yeah. We'll see it. Uh, although I mean McLaurin is super fun too, so that's yeah fun for Ohio State fans. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. I mean, good season. <laughs> uh, next up, the Cowboys uh, six wins last year with uh, Prescott missing three quarters of the season. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little misleading there. Uh, oh, the over runner this year is nine and a half, so they're they're the favorites here in this division. Um, I guess uh, I, honestly, I I'm just gonna stick with what I've believed in. I've always just been weirdly high about the Cowboys because I just think they have they have talent. They have so much talent. You got Prescott who I still I think he's going to 
try to come back for a comeback season. I think maybe comeback player of the year is going to be on his mind this year. And if he wins this division with 11 or 12 wins, I think you have to give it to him. Although there is another player in this division that could be a comeback player worthy. And uh, if he's got good receivers, I mean, who is a, was a CD lamb showed good promise last year. You still have Amari Cooper still have Gallup. Uh, I just like it. And then, you know, if you can have, have a pass game, it makes the run game open up. I think, you know, I can tell from fantasy. A lot of people still think Ezekiel Elliott's a top five running back. Uh, their defense though, is the one thing that has had the questions, but I know they've drafted decent young defensive guys over the years. So I'm going to go with it only because also this division isn't very good. I, I could see the Cowboys 17 games this year, easily 10 and seven, in my opinion, probably 11 and six. Uh, assuming they stay healthy. So I'm going to go with uh, Cowboys, and I'm going to say also, I don't even know what the value is, but a good prop bet out there, Dak Prescott, comeback player of the year. Because I think if they win this division with 11 or 12 games, you're gonna it's going to be because of him, and you're going to have to look at that. Yeah, I think uh, I'll agree with both of those points. That that's a, a, People love to give awards to quarterbacks, so... yeah. Uh, Prescott has a great chance to win that. And I'm going to look at it right now. Yeah, that receiving core is ridiculous. It's only going to get – should get better. Like C.D. Lamb wasn't incredible, but he has so much talent. So he only has to be their third best receiver because the other two guys are really good as well. Uh, yeah, I think I – think, I guess my hope, and not because I love everything the Cowboys do, but I'd love to see a really fun offense, and I think they can they can do it. Really great receiving core. Um, so, yeah, Prescott could be – you could see a 5,000-yard season. I think it's – Okay, so really quick, I'm going to get it right here. Okay, never mind. Dak Prescott is the overwhelming favorite at yeah. plus 150 for comeback player of the year. So uh, maybe not bet on that because I thought I thought he'd be like maybe 3-1 to one or 4-1, to one, but I didn't realize – so that actually, honestly, I'm going to toot my own horn for the fact that I said all that without even realizing that he was such an overwhelming favorite, but – uh a lot of these guys on here are actually in the NFC. So we can actually get into more a little bit later about uh, when we come across their teams about guys with uh, that could be good potential for that. But anyway, moving on. Uh, New York Giants also won six games last year. This year, the over-under is seven. This is a, a tough one because, again, can they – Win seven games out of 17, I think that's definitely possible. And, uh, gosh, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say over. I know I've got like over in this entire division so far, but I think it's just because I think they can go seven wins. I think they can go seven and 10. I think I wouldn't be surprised if they can scare somebody in this division and compete for winning the division because I, I, Daniel Jones, I don't think is bad. Uh, they got Galladay who is a solid receiver, Saquon Barkley coming back, who I just looked at, 6-1 to one for comeback player of the year. So if you don't think Cowboys are going to be good and you believe in New York to win this division, it's going to have to be also because I think Saquon Barkley puts up one of those 12-13 rushing touchdown seasons with about 1,600 rush yards. So I think, uh, <clears throat> you know, I think, the, I think the Giants are actually have a potential to shock some people in this division. Honestly, I think Giants, to win the division, it would probably uh, shout some value out at you also. So. Yeah, I like the Giants over seven wins. I think you you push at the worst. So I will always hate the Giants, so I have to go under. Uh-huh. Uh, but I definitely rooting for, for Barkley there. Such a great talent that uh, here's a bet for you, Tony. Okay. If you want to try to combine what we were talking about here before. 
What about Prescott for MVP? Ooh. But then Hedge with Barkley for Comeback Player of the Year. There you go. So if, I'm gonna see what because uh, if Prescott's really good, there is a chance of MVP because it's the fucking definitely. Cowboys and people love them. Uh, but also, yeah, people love <clears throat> New York too. So if Barkley has a good year, so if if it's not Prescott's award, you could really see Barkley winning that award. So right now, Dak Prescott for MVP. It's gonna be like sixth or something. Like six that. to one. Good call, Andy. So that that is a good call. That is uh he is the like second from what I can see off the bat, like the second favorite to win it. So a lot of people seems like are high on Dak Prescott to come back and do something this year. Okay, so he's behind Mahomes and that's Mahomes. it. Mahomes and and it's only slightly behind yeah. Mahomes. Mahomes is yeah. plus five twenty five. So I guess people are already onto that. So so uh, Mahomes is about f- roughly you can say five to one and Prescott six to one. So that is a uh, that is interesting. It makes you almost want to jump on Prescott because it seems like the odds makers are almost like they're afraid of Prescott. I mean, if he wins MVP though, doesn't he have to win Comeback Player of the Year? Can you not win both? You can. I, I mean, legally, we watched Verlander think, win the Cy Young. Yeah, I think and legally, MVP. I think legally you can, but I think people would like to to split. Yeah. Uh, but I'm saying if Prescott is is not good, then he's not gonna oh, have a chance to yeah, win MVP. I get what you're saying. Yeah. No, and then Barkley's got a pretty easy road to Comeback Player of the Year, assuming a season that he's capable of. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying a lot. I actually, I think that's very intelligent, Andy. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, but I'm still going under on the Giants. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, next up, the Eagles, who won four games last year, yeah. over under six and a half this year. I'm going under. I don't I – just, I just don't believe in this team. I think the Cowboys are going to be solid this year. I think the Washington – I think Washington and the Giants are both decent teams, and I just think the Eagles won't can't compete in this division. And I, I see them actually winning six exactly. I see the Eagles going like six and 11 this year, but maybe five and 12 also. I just don't see them being a seven plus win team this year. I'm also going under. I think they could be the worst team in the entire NFL. Uh, they don't have a ton of talent. Jalen Hurts is not proven at all. A couple of nice moments last year, but that's. Uh, that could go bad, and I think they tr- they traded for Gardner Minshew. That was that was that deal. So we might we might be seeing <laughs> which is which is telling them something because that means they think they're gonna have to bring in some like entertainment, and those those Philly fans will start booing very quickly. Also, yeah. So I, I, I like I said, I think they might be the worst team in the NFL. So, alrighty. Uh, next up, uh, going to the MC North, Green Bay Packers. I guess it's my turn to go first. Uh, Thirteen wins last year. Over under is ten and a half. I'm going over just because I think they're still pissed off as a whole team is going to be pissed off. And like, this is our last chance. Uh, they want to be good. I know they, they lose players cause they, they just, they turn out good players all the time and then they go and leave somewhere else. Uh, that's what happens. But I think so. This is the last chance for Rogers, right? With Green Bay. Yeah, at least. And I, I have to agree with you because I think 10 and a half is too low. And I think one of the reasons why is because obviously it's like, Oh, well we know he's not happy in there. It's like, yeah, he might not be happy in there, but they're going to go 2-0 against the Lions, most likely. They're going to probably go 2-0 against the Bears, maybe 1-1. I mean, maybe it depends when they play at Soldier Field. I mean, Soldier Field in December can be scary. Nothing the Packers can't handle, though. But And then the Vikings, I mean, I, I just think it's one of those things where Aaron Rodgers is staying. He still has all that talent around him. And I agree. I think they are going to be an irritated team. And someone on that team is going to have to be a leader and say like to Rodgers that, hey, you're playing with us still. You're part of us. We need you to win. 
you know, put all the bullshit aside and let's just win this year. So uh, a 17 game season to say they're going to lose like more than six games, I just think is, is wrong. I think at worst, this is an 11 and 16, but I think it's probably a 12 and five team again. I mean, I just don't see how they don't win the North. I think in uh, 20 years from now, we'll be, uh, we'll be on Netflix. We'll be watching the last dance to Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and Devonte Adams and, because like he's pissed at the organization too, yeah. So it's like it's, but that's what happened with the Bulls. Everyone hated what happened there, yeah. Uh, but they played one last year and were dominant. So yeah, maybe yeah. maybe they're going to win the Super Bowl. That's a good point. Okay, next next team up here, uh, the Bears won eight last year. They're over under this year is seven and a half. Uh, I'm going to go over because I think they're they're probably okay, and so that means just me five hundred. Yeah, uh, I think Dalton is an improvement over their situation last year, and Fields might be starting by midseason. Fields will definitely be starting by midseason. I think Dalton will be the puppet that maybe starts the season. And did they declare him the starter already? So Dalton's going to be the puppet here, where he's going to start the season early, and then after it's going to be the same thing that happened last year with the Chargers. Even though I don't think that doc, uh, doctor is going to come in there and puncture him in the lungs, but when you had Tyrod Taylor start off, and then we all knew Herbert was coming in at some point. And I think they have, because at the end of the day, I think we forget these guys are rookies. You know, you want to still see some stuff. I think the Bears coach, whether he admits it or not, has a point on the wall that says week four, week five, no matter what, Fields is starting. And that that happened with a team like I can't, I think it was a team that Fitzpatrick was starting for where they did yeah, replace Miami, him. Miami. Yeah. Fitzpatrick was playing with well. Tua, they yeah. still put Tua back in. So and I think that's what's going to happen with the Bears. I think they already know when they want to have Fields in there. And I think Dalton can win two games or so, two, three. But I think Fields comes in. I think he can make some magic. And so, you know what? I'll, I'll agree with you. I, I'll go over, and I think it's because they can win eight games. Eight games. I think they go eight and nine. I don't see them being a over 500 team yet, but I think I, I'm going to go, with, especially because Ohio State. I mean, I'm, a, I'm an Ohio State fan, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Fields. I'm going to trust him. Although at this point, like every team has – some Ohio State talent. Yeah, when you're the quarterback yeah. of Ohio State, you're the you're you're. The, I mean, your you're the team driver. your team's backup is a uh, Ohio State. Uh, shamefully though, who uh, Haskins? Oh yeah, yeah. So hey, he, he had, some, had some troubles. Uh. Yeah, well, well, hopefully he doesn't have to come in. The Steelers don't know what they're doing with backups. <laughs> uh, all right, next up we got the Minnesota Vikings. Seven wins last year. Over under this year is nine. Uh, a lot of bad energy with them this year for me. <laughs> uh, just. It seems like so Kirk Cousins is established as the QB, but it seems like everyone hates him. Not just the media, but his teammates. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, just seems like bad energy. It's kind of you know lost promise. There was so much talent, especially that team that went to the the championship game with Case Keenum, and it seemed like oh man, this is this team's going somewhere, but it's just gone downhill since then. So this could be uh, one of those seasons like oh, how did they go four and thirteen? Like, what did the NFL add an extra game? That seems weird, but uh, I could see that happening this year. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to go under also. I think nine is a little high for them. I think eight and a half would have been maybe more realistic, but I don't see them winning 10 games. I mean, I know they have the talent with Jefferson, who was already kind of banged up, isn't he? I thought he got banged up, but who does, who cares? But I just uh, I just don't see them doing it. I think like Kirk Cousins, it just seems like the Vikings lately have had issues with with whatever even when they have good teams it seems like they just find a way to shoot themselves in the foot whether it's a missed field goal from like eight yards away or whatever it was and they just they just struggle so uh 
I think, uh, and for the people knowing, listening that don't know my sense of humor, I know you can't have a field goal from eight yards. I know the lowest you can have a field goal is like 18 yards or something. But with that said, 11. Is it 11 yards? You could be at the one yard. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then 11, seven and 10. But it's but like six, I think. So 17 yards? I think 17 might be the lowest. All right, we'll see. <laughs> I know it's yeah, not eight. Yeah, That's what matters. Yeah. But uh, anyway. In the old days it was. Yeah. Anyway, under. Under. Let's just go that. I don't see them winning 10. Maybe they go nine and eight. I don't know. I don't care. But it's not It's not going over. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> They're the Vikings. There hasn't been a, a great run for them in their entire history. Um, well, speaking of teams without a great run throughout their entire history, we have the <laughs> Detroit Lions up next. Does it get any better than the Thanksgiving team? Whenever you think Detroit Lions, just really quickly, I got to say it. The one thing I will say that I enjoy about the Detroit Lions, when I close my eyes and I think Detroit Lions, I see them wearing the blue jerseys with the all-silver helmet. You know it's Thanksgiving morning. It's always the 9.30 game. And I don't know about always. I don't know if that's a fact, but I feel like it's always like yeah. the 9.30 game. 9.30 Pacific time. It, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. Yeah. And I think it's because they get them out of the way. And then like the yeah. 12.30 game is always Dallas. And then these days it feels like the 5 o'clock game is either Pittsburgh or Baltimore. It's usually a good game, but I'm like don't want to watch it. Yeah, but Thanksgiving yeah. night, everybody's full. The Lions Thanksgiving game, that's cutting onions. That's what I think of, just cutting onions. Yeah, it's always prepping. I have a Thanksgiving, a just funny, onions are being cut. The the one thing I can remember about that was like around 2015 or 16. Of, of I think it was like 2016. My dad and I, we were in Fantasy League, and I randomly out of my ass picked up, a, do you remember Ben Jarvis Green Ellet or whatever? Ellet? Ellis. Yeah. And I remember I was making this comeback in one of my fantasy leagues, and he – it was that uh, football game against the Detroit Lions, Patriots and Lions, and he had like three or four rushing touchdowns and just helped me out so much. And it was just kind of like, how did you even find this guy? And it was kind of funny, but I remember – that's kind of what I remember with the Lions. Just They get annihilated Thanksgiving morning. So with that said, I know it's your turn to pick the over-under for them, but – Yeah, this team might be – they're competing with the Eagles and Texans for worst team. Their over-under shows that I think – their second lowest over under. Jared Goff's their quarterback. I never hated Goff as much as it seemed like a lot of the media hated him. But this team has like no talent. And uh speaking of Anthony Lynn, he is their offensive coordinator. So oh, yeah, then. uh I don't know what to expect uh, from this team. But it also seems like they're if anyone's gonna tank in the NFL, it might be the Detroit Lions. And you know, maybe maybe that leads to something great. Um I don't know who's the top like prospects this year that's something i should look into uh, it seems like a lot of the best college quarterbacks are like young guys right yeah like is it that the, way. the guy from usc is can come out this year i don't know uh because so i don't know who but that seems to be where they're gonna go they're gonna have to go find that uh franchise quarterback uh but you know this is just to say uh under on them although i enjoy the thanksgiving yeah i was looking at i think ben jarvis green ellis only had two rushing touchdowns that day but in my dad's league where I had him in, rushing touchdowns are worth 11 points. So it ended up being like a 30-point day from him. So, And that was also back in like 2012. I don't know where I got 2016 from. I felt like that was a little late for Ben Jarvis Green. Do you remember his uh, his nickname? BJE? No. Ben. The law firm. Oh, that's right. There is a law firm. Because he has so many names. He has three last names in his name. So, yeah, that was, that was a weird build. Also, I just realized, yeah, yeah, I haven't. Said anything yet? I'm going under. Also, I don't need to. We've talked way too much about the Lions already. I'm just going under because they're just not good. So that's plain and simple. 
Well, we're on to our last two divisions here. So uh, uh, NFC North, uh, NFC South is for you. Uh, you want to take it away here? Uh, yeah, sure. New Orleans Saints. Last year, 12 wins. This year, over-under predicted at nine wins. I uh, don't know what to really say here at first because their quarterback is Hill or is Winston? It's Winston. Oh, it is Winston. And I think they'd like to do that because they'd like to have Hill come in and be a – it's the only team in the league with two quarterbacks. I mean, it's that play like on the field probably for 40 50% of the time at the same time. And uh, nine wins is a tough one. I I mean, they still – I mean, what's the deal with Michael Thomas too? Like is he even alive anymore? He might miss the first half of the season. I'm going to go under. It seems like they just have issues. I mean, Winston's a good quarterback when it comes to garbage time, so maybe he'll put up some numbers this year. But I know you have Alvin Kamara, and they're going to have to rely on him. And you still have Sean Payton, so I'm almost already talking myself out of the under. But I'm going to stick to my guns and say they go 9-8, and even though this division outside of the Buccaneers isn't very good. So, you know what? Can I change my mind? (laughs) Regis Philbin, that wasn't my final answer. I'm going over. Because I, I did just talk myself out of it. That division's awful. I think Sean Payton with the mix of Kamara, Winston, and Hill can find a way to win. go 10-7. and seven. That's what I'm going to stick with. Final answer. And also the Superdome is one of the – is it even the Superbone? Superdome? Yes. That's them. The Superdome is one of the loudest stadiums. So fans are back. You know, Louisiana's always wild. Mardi Gras, New Orleans. Give me 10 wins out of the Saints this year. And uh, not too bad. They weathered the hurricane that just yeah. happened, so no no damage to the stadium. So, oh, it's always I don't know. I was, I was yeah. when I was watching that coverage, it's like how many more years is this going to be a city? It's it's pretty <laughs> sad, but uh, at least this year. So uh, they got that hurricane out of the way. Um, I'm I'm gonna agree as well. I think that there's a lot of good infrastructure here with the Saints. Uh, <clears throat> Hopefully they get everyone back. Yeah, Michael Thomas, that that sucks that he just kind of um, had some problems last year because he's so, like, ridiculously productive. You want to see him on the field. Yeah. All right, next up, uh, Tampa Bay. Are they any good? Like, Tampa Bay's so really shit. The big, uh, I happened, go first. What, happened, one, right? what yeah. happened with them last year? Yeah, so Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl last year with a man by the name of Tom Brady. It was his first ever Super Bowl <laughs> of uh, – the 2020s <laughs> of the NFC. Yeah. On the NFC. NFC yeah. So, uh, Tom Brady won his seventh Super Bowl, his first with the first season with Tampa Bay. And the big thing with Tampa Bay this year that everybody's high on is the fact that they are returning basically all of their starters. It almost sounds like a college team where they're like, all oh, the seniors are coming back or all the juniors. Uh, this team is going to be good again. The division's not good. 17 games. They, I think they easily go worse 12 and five. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the over with that. I I still believe in Tom Brady. He's never he just you just can't prove me wrong with him. Defense is good. Antonio Brown even went on his Instagram today and mocked the media. So he's ready to jo- keep joining the forces with uh, Godwin and Evans, and it's just it's just a good team. And when you have a team with the Panthers and Falcons in your division, that especially the Falcons that don't know how to tackle, it's it's gonna be good. I think Buccaneers win 13 games this year. I'm going to say 13-4 and four for the Buccaneers. I want to be a hater so bad. Uh, but, like, I think Tom Brady can suck, and this team will still win 12 games. Like, yeah. This team's really, really good. Like, you just talk about that receiving core. Yeah. Like, 
It might be full of just what, assholes. What's crazy and, about the receiving core is Antonio Brown was really good when he was on Pittsburgh. He was the best receiver in football. He only was became bad for a minute because of mental health issues. And he literally did fix those mental health issues. I know he uh, was getting like mentored by Tony Robbins, who some will say is the best in the game with it. Yeah. And help my boy Hal out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he came back strong. And there's no reason to not believe that now it's just the ridiculous, ridiculous receiving core. Like when you have a two headed monster, that's awesome. But a three headed monster, you only see that in mythological <laughs> events. Uh, and, and for you, uh, People that love white receivers. Excuse me? White receivers. <laughs> uh, Scotty Miller. That kid's I good, too. About him, He's yeah. pretty good. And you know what? We all know these guys don't even exist. <laughs> these kind of receivers don't even exist until Tom Brady comes to town. He made Wes Welker magical. He made Julian Edelman magical. He made Chris Hogan magical. And now he's making Scotty Miller magical. I mean... There is something about Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the NFL version of like Frodo Baggins, where it's like of the Utah Jazz, <laughs> of where he just finds these little white Hobbit-looking guys and just turns them into superstars. It's literally it's incredible. Yeah, and not to mention uh, Gronkowski. They, yeah. They've got like the three-headed monster at tight end. Still have OJ Howard. They still have Cameron Braid. I think. It's Jesus. Like, they've yeah, got a lot of weapons. It's crazy. And that's what makes Lenny Fournette. That's what there. makes life easier for a guy like Tom Brady when you are forty-four years old, which is literally what he is playing football. Right? Is he forty-four or forty-two? <laughs> I think that's right. Forty-four. Yeah. And when you're still that old playing football, it's it makes it so much easier when you get those guys to throw to, and it's just insane and. Yeah, I don't see why the Buccaneers. Honestly, I don't see why the Buccaneers can't go like fifteen and two this year. <laughs> like it's it's going to be a good season for them. Yeah, yeah. If you if you look at the best case scenario of like, well, Tom Brady's got a second year with the offense and working with these guys. It's like it's scary. Um, okay, well, on to our next team here. Carolina Panthers won five games last year. Over under this year seven and a half. Uh, yeah, it's, it's yours. Yours to go here. This is a tough one because a lot of people at the beginning when this happened were excited about Darnold going to the Panthers. They thought, like, this guy's still a good quarterback. You got Christian McCaffrey coming back. But, I mean, I guess with McCaffrey is what makes me kind of lean that they can get eight wins. Who are the receivers even? DJ Moore is good. Yeah. Uh, Robbie Anderson's on the team still. Yeah, he's good. And, I mean, I guess Anderson and Darnold already have a connection. But... I'm going to go under here just because I I just I have a tough time going with three teams being over in this division. I don't think three teams in this division are going to win eight plus games. So I think the Panthers, I think Darnold is still Darnold. And I think at times he kind of struggles. And I think, you know, a lot of people are still high on McCaffrey. And I think McCaffrey will have a good year, but it's tough to have a really dominant year when you're on a bad team. And I just think McCaffrey is just on a bad team. And I think, I think this is actually a six and 11 team or a seven and 10 team, but I just don't see them being an eight and nine team. I, I just can't buy this team being right around 500 this year. Uh, I agree with this assessment here. I'm not optimistic about Sam Darnold and the rest of the team's talent. Uh, I think if you're, if you're going over, you believe in their, their coach, the Baylor coach. So he's one of the, he's one of the college guys who uh, we don't know if he's successful yet or not, but 
Uh, we'll see. I'm, but I'm going. I'm going under. Yeah. Uh, last team in the division, the Falcons. I what what shocks me here is that they so the Falcons won four games last year. Over under this year seven and a half. The fact that it jumped that much. They lost Julio Jones. You got Matt Ryan still, but that that defense is just so bad. And, I, and a bad defense. I I don't see a team with a bad defense going five hundred or about five hundred. So I'm gonna have to go under on the Falcons also. I think this is a six or seven win team this year. I know they've got some they got they got talent on offense, but the defense is just so bad. And they play, you know, when you're on the road, it's going to make the defense even worse. Then when you're at home, you're in a dome, which means offenses can move the ball well. And the defense is it's just it's really it's a really bad defense. I watched the game on this past Sunday night against Cleveland. There was a play where Cleveland got like a thirty yard gain to their tight end because literally the two guys on Atlanta. Went to go tackle him and they ran into each other. And it led to, it was a broken play that led to about a 25 yard, 30 yard gain. And it's just, it, bad defenses are bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's just all I can say. Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, the reason that there's such a big difference is the Falcons lost a ton of close games last year. Yeah. It seemed like they're trying to lose and get a high draft pick. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think they improved that much. I don't think, I mean, they got Kyle Pitts, but they lost Julio Jones, who, didn't play all that much last year, but Julio Jones is still such a difference maker. So uh, I'm going under as well. Uh, I hit an I this time, not a J. Um, but yeah, I think I think part of the also the expectation is that that coach we talked about, Arthur Smith, good offensive coordinator, that he'll work some magic. But uh, Matt Ryan's another another year older, so I don't know. All right, we're down to our last four. This is exciting. NFC West, uh, Seattle Seahawks. Won the division last year with 12 wins. The Rovner under this year is 10. Uh, I am going to go with under because of the way they kind of finished last year. Not not great. Yeah. They lost to the Rams without Goff. This is, just from looking at those so far, this is a very high expected division. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it's been, a, it's been bunch, a good division. Especially with a bunch of teams that are playing each other. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's there's... There's one more game and it's not against yeah. the division, so you're adding yeah. like it's your your schedule's less division heavy, but yeah. it's still six out of the seventeen. So, so you're going under? I I'm going I, under. I, think I know we've been agreeing the last from what I can see here, like the last like ten or so. But I have to agree with this one also just because it's because I think a lot of these are obviously a handful of these I think are gonna push. But it's one of those things where when I look at it in a perspective when it's an even number, like a right on the nose number, like 10, there's no half there. I realistically see them losing, winning nine games more than I see them winning 11. So it's one of those things where if they get exactly 10, then okay, you get your money back. Like I've been saying throughout this, but I, I just don't see the Seattle team being an 11 win team, especially with how good this division is going to be. Um, I mean, they still have the weapons, but that defense every year has slowly been declining, declining. I think I saw that their defense is actually like close to the bottom this year or something, or it's, it's definitely not good anymore. And this is a division with a couple of good defenses. So I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, Russell Wilson and company. And Russell Wilson also already wanted, was flirting with getting out of there this year. So it already tells you his mind, heart's not there. So in a division like this, I definitely don't see Seattle winning 11 plus games. Yeah. Okay. The other thing here uh, to think about is uh, this is, I looked at, this is FanDuel's book. Uh, and some of these are like 130s. So you're. Most of them are like 110. That's what you're betting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so some of these, because they don't want to go all the way to an uh, extra half win, they just change yeah, that. The value, yeah. You gotta, a little bit. So, yeah, you have to consider that as well if you're actually going to place bets here. 
Um, so I don't, I don't know off the top of my head if that's ten and a half some places, um, maybe. But it doesn't change. It's also me. possible that it is minus one thirty for the over because it was yeah. ten and a half and then went down. Yeah, that's because obviously when a line does go from eight and a half or like ten and a half down to ten. The value for the over is going to be more because it was once ten and a half, and then people bet it down to ten. So now it's like, oh, well, now I've actually got it at ten instead of ten and a half. So you have that good chance to push instead of you know lose completely and stuff, or you know obviously still win or lose. It's all whatever happens happens. Our uh, next team up, uh, L.A. Rams, our, our local team with the great great fan base that loves tossing sodas. <laughs> Uh, that was that was kind of a shit show that happened. Uh, yeah, we we talked about uh, this, but yeah, I, I think I actually listened to that. And it's it's, it's great it's, to have fans back in LA. It is. It's just scary. Like fans are all over the place now, and everybody's every place everybody's going now. It's like they've everyone was cooped in for so long, and now everybody's just beating the shit out of each other. And I know Andy and I over here in uh, Orange County, California, have a uh, there's a street fair that happens every Labor Day weekend that is coming back, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's fights at that too. There's just every time there's yeah. big crowds coming together, they just want to brawl. But anyway, yeah, we got the Rams. Won ten games last year, over under this year, ten and a half. So they these lines think they're gonna be right about the same thing. So what do you think, Andy? Uh I I'm going under. I think there's a little bit of extra optimism because of Stafford. I've never been uh in love with him as a player. I think there's been a lot of excuses for him. Uh, he he played with Calvin Johnson so much of his career, and it's like, yeah. oh, he, he was only also, he only played for a good team. It's like you played with, in my mind, the best receiver that's ever played the game. Oh, that's maybe that's, that's bold. I think he I think he is. I think if if Calvin Johnson played for on what he did, team, yeah, I agree. I think he's a lot best. of receivers are so. good because of who's throwing them the football. And I agree. If, if what if Calvin Johnson was drafted by the Patriots, you know, like or yeah, the I, I Saints or the the Colts, I think he's know? the most talented receiver to ever play. Uh, and Matthew Stafford kind of they wasted that. I know there's other issues with that team, but I yeah. I don't think it's like oh if you just put Stafford on a good team with a good coach, it's going to turn it all around. Uh, I still think they'll be good and productive, but I'm still going to go under ten and a half. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go over for a couple reasons. Number one, also just the fact that we've chosen like ten in a row the same again, but also because it just the Rams have like a lot of people think the number one defense. I'm. Ho- I think Matt Stafford can. If Jared Goff could make these guys good in this offense, like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and whatnot, then I think Stafford can also. Stafford's never really been a winner, like a, not a big time winner. I mean, like he's never been on like a you know like he's in L.A. now. Like he's in L.A. This is the first year with this brand new stadium with fans. I think, uh, and a lot of people around here I think are hyped on the Rams this year. So I think the Rams are are going to be able to throw out a. An eleven and six season, maybe. I, I don't want to go as far yet to say twelve and five, but I think I could see them right at like an eleven and six season. I could see them being right at ten wins going into the final week against whoever they play, and then that being the deciding factor. But I think uh, it's going to be a comeback season for the Rams. I think a lot of people are hyped on Stafford, and could be wrong, but I, I think uh, Rams are going to be productive this season. So I will say over. All right, yeah, I, I I don't fault anyone for being hyped about the Rams. There's there's a lot to like. Uh, McVeigh, I, there's yeah, he, I think, some people soured on him, but he's still it's, clearly he's a genius. That guy's great. Um, I think every team would love to have him as their head coach. And I think I think the fact that you have such a good defense too is what really is the spot for me. Like if they were yeah. a good offense with like a mediocre defense, I would be 
not as sold, but when you have a good defense, it's like if they put up 24 points in the game, that's going to be enough most times. Yeah, it's it's nice to start with the best defensive lineman and probably the best defensive back still. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good starting point. Uh, next team in the division, the Arizona Cardinals. They won eight last year over under eight and a half. So it seems like they're thinking, oh, they're going to be basically the same team. Uh, I, I will take a, a, a flyer, I would say, on them uh, over. Uh, if Kyler Murray is improves a little bit more, they've got a stack to receiving core as well with um, – I almost forgot his name, DeAndre Hopkins. I was going to say DeAndre Hunter. That's the, the Hawks player. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins wow. and also uh, A.J. Green they brought in. Wrong bird. Yeah. Uh, so they've got they've got weapons yeah. on the team. And Kyler Murray is still young. Uh, and Cliff Kingsburger. Kingsburger. <laughs> Kingsbury uh, is still, like, he was thought of as, like, this genius Two years ago, that's like a little shine wore off there, but uh, uh, maybe he's still really good. Maybe he knows how to figure some things out. Um, yeah, over. I'm, I'm uh, actually going to jump on the over train with you as well on this one because I I, I like uh, I like Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray's a good quarterback. I still believe in AJ Green to at least be decent. I mean, I think he's still talented. DeAndre Hopkins, I know there's also like what we uh, talked about earlier in the podcast with Lamar Jackson about COVID stuff. I know Hopkins has been pretty bold about the anti-vaccine stuff which you know is good it's fine it's you know whatever but it's unfortunate that in this day and age that when you have an opinion against what the media wants your opinion to be that you're automatically backlash so i uh i don't know what and who knows what's going to continue to happen with all this stuff so that obviously draws concern i don't really know how their defense is i'm kind of spitballing this but i imagine it can't be that amazing i mean they've got jj watt and uh, chandler jones still all right so, so But I, but this isn't a team that beats you though in a game that's eighteen to fifteen like the Bills can win sometimes or the Ravens like this is a team that's going to beat you because they scored thirty eight points and you were only scored thirty four so I mean they're or a lucky hail mary at the end I mean they're yeah. they're a team that uh, I, I think I think they're good you know I, I, they're exciting at least nonetheless who's their starting running back it's still I don't even know no, the so. guy Kenyon Drake, Drake is left, it still Drake you know, he's oh, gone. yeah that's what I thought. So I don't uh, even know who their running back is, to be honest. Maybe that's one of their issues with this. I mean, it's, we true, it's true. They probably signed someone I don't even know. Definitely look this team up. He probably doesn't need a running back. You know, they got James Conner. Okay, but. It's part of the rotation, at least. Yeah, and it's like, here's the thing with James Conner. He dominated a couple years ago, but it's like he, that was one year, and it was just, he just was never the same for that. And I know that being a Steeler fan. Oh, Chase Edmonds. Yeah, he played like for him a lot last year, yeah. So it says he's uh, expected to be a starting running back for Arizona Cardinals, and he's among the lowest-ranked starting running backs. So I think it sounds like – so here's the thing with that, though. I'll tell you who the starting running back is. It's Kyler Murray. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just one of those things where they probably aren't high on running backs because they have Kyler Murray. So it's – anyway, ranted a little bit more long about the Cardinals than I thought, but over for them. And now we're down to the final team, San Francisco 49ers. Over under, I mean, wow, six wins last year. Over under this year, ten and a half. They had, they were the by far the most injury team last year with key players, which is why they only they went from going to the Super Bowl to winning six games. Over under ten and a half, though, Andy, is that too much or too little? Oh, too little. I this might be the most talented team, even with Garoppolo starting. Uh, 
just that defensive line's incredible. Kittle will be back. Uh, just a bunch of good defensive players all over the field. Good coaching. Who knows what Trey Lance might contribute in some other packages and stuff like a yeah, like a Tebow situation, Tebow freshman year. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Where he would come in at like the goal line and stuff. Who knows? Uh, I I think they're they're built for success. They yeah. might might be back in the Super Bowl. And uh, you know, we agreed a lot on this, so it only is fitting that we agree at the end. I like it too. I think they're they wouldn't have them. Vegas or the odds makers wouldn't have this jump so high if they didn't believe how dangerous this team is. They had a lot of injuries last year, and if I'm not mistaken, even last year with a lot of injuries, they still were in a lot of games. They were competitive, even with their third, fourth-string quarterbacks, and I think Garoppolo is a good quarterback. He wins. It's just that he's hurt at times and other things, but I don't see any reason why Garoppolo won't be out there to do well, especially because now the fact that they did draft Trey Lance, Garoppolo wants to prove, hey, I'm still the guy in San Francisco, and if I'm not the guy, I'm at least trying out to let other teams know that I am the guy. It is still a good defense. They have talented receivers. They had very talented running backs last year. And uh, again, George Kittle also. I think we're about to see him dominate again this year. And uh, yeah, I think the Niners are easily a 11-win team this year. But I agree with you. I think they could shock a lot of things, win this division. I think they can be a 12-5 and team, 13-4 even. So the Niners are going to definitely be a team to reckon with again. The Bay Area is back with the Niners. Well, uh... We did it. We got through we all did. 32 teams. Took an hour and a half to do. Yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> Which is long, but we we'll promise it's it's good information. Yeah. Maybe I'll split this up. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, well, actually, maybe. might not be a bad idea. Yeah. Maybe do like AFC preview first and then throw out the NFC preview next week at yeah. this time, right? Which will be before the season so you can still get your bets in. Yeah. We got the nice Labor Day break. Uh, Although but... they won't know this at this part because this is the very end, isn't it? Yeah. What? So, I mean, like, when we, if we split up the AFC part, they wouldn't know that we're talking about the fact that we'll they'll find out AFC later. Part. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We, you have to say part one. Yeah. No, I can always add a, yeah, an can, outro. Sure edit whatever's happening here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a master <laughs> right. of this stuff, right? Good. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, well, thank you. This was, this was fun. This, thank you to Tony here for yeah. being here. Couldn't do this by myself. It would be boring. Yeah. This would have been very boring. <laughs> But uh, and that's good. And I always tell them that I always try to come on more podcasts, but I wasn't able to, you know, I don't get off work till on Tuesdays until about 745, 730. And it takes me about 20 minutes to get here. So it's just one of those things where here we are at 10, almost 10, 15 p.m. Pacific time, our time. And uh, it's just that's too late for most Tuesdays. This was obviously a special podcast. You know, it's little special ones like this, like if it's a happy hour one or if it's over under one with predictions or it's. Um, which one was I just I was literally just thinking of one. Oh, when we do like best of and stuff like that or predictions for the new year like stuff like that you know those ones are special podcasts but for a normal podcasts it's like staying up till this hour is just it's too late how late would we usually stay up when we did this like 2-3 years ago because I mean we, we wouldn't start till 7 and so yeah. I would say they were both at least an hour each so I mean sometimes we'd entertainment be- would sometimes go about an hour 30 hour 45 Sports was always about 45 to an hour 15, I feel like. But entertainment would sometimes had its potential, especially because we would do our movie stuff at the end. But we've, uh, it's been fun. Yes. It's been a, it's been, it's been a good, uh, little podcast. It's always nice to be back. Hopefully I'll be able to come back sooner than later. Actually, I can say this right now. I do have my vacation week 
September 20th to the 24th. So I actually will be available that Tuesday. Okay. For whatever. All I right, can do yeah, both. Yeah, can, I'm down to get back on entertainment. Full thing. We'll, we'll put in like six episodes. Yeah. Just bank them. Uh, yeah. No, I definitely I want you back before baseball season ends. Oh, yeah. We, can, we need to uh, evaluate our picks that we did uh, way back when. Um, yeah, we were just looking at those before we started this one, and uh, there we did an over-under for that, and it's it's pretty close right now. I mean, I think uh, Andy looks like he's actually, from the naked eye, it looks like Andy's doing better than me, but it's pretty interesting to see how off we were and how wrong we were and how right we were. Yeah. But anyway. We're usually 500 exactly. Yeah. That's it's how it works. It is how it works. Uh, they're they're good at their they, jobs. That's why they say 60%, people that win 55, 60% of the time can make a living off sports betting because it is not easy to do that. Yeah. Uh, well, I think uh, we're done here, so uh, we'll we'll see you another time, uh, probably next time. Yeah, probably next uh, time. We'll have a season that's begun. We'll have yeah, that, definitely. Uh, the next time you hear my voice, we will definitely have a season that's begun. It's uh, Tampa. Who is it? Tampa. Tampa Bay and Dallas. Cowboys, yeah. Because it's always the Super Bowl champ, and that'll be a good game. That's actually a really good opening game. You get Dak Prescott coming back, coming for blood against uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know what the spread is on that, but... Maybe that's one thing because I know we, that was one fun thing we used to always do was that uh, we would each give out like a couple games that we liked, like three games. We did that competition, I think, between you, me, and Cooch. Yeah, like, that was fun. Yeah. Two years ago or whatever. And that yeah, was, was during always, the playoffs we were picking. That was always a good time. So maybe I can get to a point where we can still do that again. Even though I'm not here, I can text you what like my three bets of the week are or something. Do a, do a voice recording. Do the same. Yeah. I'll put it in. We can uh, figure something out like that. But yeah. uh, anyway, thank you again, everybody, for listening. All these years of the Tony's Take podcast. All right. Well, that's episode 235. Yeah. Yes, 235. <laughs> so we'll see you later. Thank you.